The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am so stoked and happy that you are here today because my good friend, the amazing, the incredible Nava Atlas is here to talk about her literary lady's guide to the writing life. And it's just going to be an action-packed, exciting show. And I'm just so pleased that she's here with us today. And I'm pleased that you are here with me today. It's a beautiful day. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm hoping you're well and happy. And of course, later on in the show, we've got some music. We've got my recipe of the week. And uh, I just want to get right to it. It is now my great pleasure to welcome Nava Atlas, who is the author of many best-selling vegan cookbooks, including Five Ingredient Vegan, Wild About Green, Vegan Holiday Kitchen, Vegan Soups and Hearty Stews for All Seasons and Others. And Nava also creates visual books on women's issues, including the book we are focusing on today, The Literary Lady's Guide to the Writing Life. Nava runs two websites, The Vegan Atlas and LiteraryLadiesGuide.com. And I'd like to welcome her to this program right now. How are you today, Nava? I'm good. How about you, Laura? How are you today? Well, I'm good. We are having what I call Nava Atlas weather down here in North Carolina. It's been about 50, 60 degrees. I know you like that cooler <laughs> weather, for don't me. you? Wow, that's amazing because up here it's been pretty hot, too hot for me. Well, I just want to get right to it. We've talked a lot about having a themed show around your amazing accomplishments and your amazing website, literaryladiesguide.com. 
and everything that goes along with it. So just talk a little bit about what initially inspired you to create LiteraryLadiesGuide.com in the first place. Well, with my Literary Ladies Venture, which started out as a graduate school project. I went back to graduate school at a very advanced age. So starting with a really small class assignment, I'm just really interested in the lives of authors. You know, I'm a visual artist, but there's something very compelling about the lives of writers. I did this really small project in a class called Printed Books. And I thought, well, maybe I can expand it into a, a limited edition. Then from that, I started a blog called uh, Dear Literary Ladies. Then from there, I decided to try to do a proposal for a book on the subject of the intimate glimpses into the writing lives of classic women authors. I did not have any standing in this community. I had no platform. I had no website. So once the book came out, long story short, I had to scramble to create a platform. It started out as a very, very small site, and now it has grown to, let's see, launched in 2012. It has grown into a site of over 1,300 posts. With this year, I believe I'm on track to get 2 million visitors. So it's a lot more than read the original book. Wow. And it is. It's just so amazing. And You know, in the introduction of the actual book, you talk about something that really struck a note in me. It really just struck a strong jazz chord is what I want to say. Why is that solitary figure at a desk with a quill, a pen, a typewriter, or these days a computer, the object of such ongoing fascination and desire. Now, why do you think that is? Well, not only today, but in years past, life has always been complicated, especially for women. It's filled with joys as well as sorrows. And there's just something really appealing about the idea of pulling back and maybe even withdrawing from the world. But with writing, it's not necessarily just to hide and do nothing. You're getting inside of your own head and you're discovering or creating new worlds or being able to put out unique information, no matter what you write about, just by putting some letters on paper or on a screen. And, you know, Laura, even though you and I know how much labor is involved in putting together a book, there's still a really romantic notion about what it is to be an author. And so there's something also really universal about a book and the book form and love of books. You know, when you think of how much the world has changed, even in the last 20 or 30 years, let alone the last 100, what is one object that has remained the same? It is a book. And that's pretty incredible. When you think of 100 years ago, people were still, you know, a lot of people were still getting around with horses. (laughs) But the book, you know, the book with a spine and with pages to turn, that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, and it's not going away anytime soon. I agree. And you bring up a good point. You know, there is a fascination around being a published author. I remember 12, 15 years ago when I first started, you know, the idea of Jazzy Vegetarian. I actually started the first book about 15 years before I eventually got it published. And in my mind, there was just such a mystique. It was just, oh my gosh, how could I ever attain that? I mean, it's such an exciting thing to be published. And 
even now with eight books out, and I know you have many more than that, every time a book gets published and every time that publishing date comes near, it's just such an excitement. And I think that is part of the fascination with authors in general, because it really is not an easy process. Just talk about that a little bit, if if you agree, of course. Oh, I absolutely agree. And anytime a book is published, it's like your baby. You've given birth to something. And um, Laura, if I might, I have a really good passage that kind of ties in writing with even cookbook writing from from the uh, Literary yes. Ladies book. Yep. Uh, may I? Yes. Okay. Yep. So in the chapter called Tools of the Trade, uh, Annie Dillard, the author, writes, it is no less difficult to write sentences in a recipe than sentences in Moby Dick. So you might as well write Moby Dick. So that's what she claimed in The Writing Life, which came out in 1989. And I wrote, oh, now she tells me after I've written more than a dozen cookbooks. And I thought I was avoiding writing my Moby Dick because I didn't have the great swathes of time I believed necessary for the task. I had children to raise and writing work that paid, so why revisit the painful task of attempting to write a novel, only to fail yet again? A number of prolific authors, some in the pages of this project, have demonstrated, though, that an immense body of work can be produced in a mere handful of hours per day. But the point of that is that, you know, good writing is good writing, and not everybody wants to write Moby Dick, and to be honest, not everybody wants to read Moby Dick. I mean, we really need well-written cookbooks as well. We re- really need well-written any genre of book. But I just thought that that was really funny, and I kind of related to it, because I have written a couple of failed novels, so I feel like, you know, why revisit that pain? I agree. I agree. I keep thinking to myself, my mother actually said to me, oh, I don't know, it was a couple of months ago, uh, we had a little mouse that visited our house and, you know, when we have mice to come in, we're so careful and we want to take them outside and make sure we take them outside in good weather. And then my husband takes them to the park and, you know, lets them out there and make sure it's a park that has lots of food that the little mousey would like, et cetera, et cetera. And my mother was like, Oh, you know, you should write a novel about that or you should write a children's <laughs> book. And I thought, oh, okay. And then I started thinking about it and like, I couldn't come up with one idea for that. I mean, my, my focus, I really feel comfortable, as you and I have discussed many times, writing cookbooks. I mean, it's something I really love to do. But I'm glad you just uh, shared that with me, that it is also very difficult to write a cookbook. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's a little bit of a different process, obviously, than a novel. But the thing with writing a cookbook is that it just requires so much minute attention to detail. And for some reason, I enjoy that. And I think you do too. Am I correct with that at all? Yes, yes, very correct. And, you know, I just revised and updated my vegan soups book. This is going to be the fifth edition. And I was amazed that even though it's been written and then rewritten, how much work and time went into the details and the editing. And my daughter did the the design of it. And it is, it's with cookbooks, it's such minutia. And there are a lot of you know, so to speak, there's a lot of cooks involved. You need a, an editor, a copy editor, then a proofreader. And, you know, what you started saying six months ago about tablespoons, maybe six months later, you started to 
abbreviate it. <laughs> it all has to be really consistent. So your know, cookbooks really required an, an enormous amount of detail, editing, a collaboration with other people. You know, Laura, it's all hard. Anytime you produce a book that's of any quant- quality or any value, it's all going to be hard, but we just do it for the love of it. We do it for the love of writing. We do it for the love of sharing what we know with other people. And I really admire novelists. I, I'm really such a reader and I'm such a nerd. So I, I do admire novels so greatly. And I thought, I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to try to do that in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. I'll let the people who are good at it write the novels. Yeah, that that's, that's and I'll read them. pretty much yeah, I, I I agree with you 100%. It actually brought to mind, uh, one of my publishers said to me, well, you know, I'm not publishing any more cookbooks right now, but if you want to write a novel, and I was like, oh my uh, gosh. I don't think what? so right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, that brings me to my fascination with your career in writing and creating and just illustrating this just beautiful, beautiful book, The Literary Lady's Guide to the Writing Life. And of course, I think it's also out in audiobook now. Is that correct? Now it's an audiobook. That was sort of a really one of those nice surprises that Blackstone Publishing uh, decided to bring it out in audio. The book, the physical book is already out of print. So I really wanted to revise and update it, and this gave me a wonderful opportunity to do so. I wanted to add three authors of color. I, it was to my everlasting regret that I didn't have Zora Neale Hurston in the original. And then I didn't know that much about Octavia E. Butler. I added her. She's a visionary science fiction writer who is no longer with us. And Gwendolyn Brooks, who was a really very important poet. So I, I just wanted the representation of those two genres in the book as well. And where can people listen to it and uh, get access to the audio version of this amazing okay. book? Well, it's called Literary Lady's Guide to the Writing Life, and it's available on uh, Audible, and it's also available on Apple Books. And if it's purchased through Audible, you also get a free digital download of the physical book, what the physical book looked like, not a physical book. But you can look at it and read along with it. And I have to say, the narrator did such an amazing job. Her name is Robin Miles, and she's a very, really a very well-known narrator in this field. So she did, and she really brought it to life in the most beautiful way. I agree. I listened to a little bit of it. Thank you for sending me a preview. And it, she just did a fantastic job. It's such, such a great, great book. And what a great deal to be able to listen to it and then uh, follow along with it on your device, your computer, as you are experiencing it. Well, I'm looking forward to the second half of this program next week, where we'll talk a little bit more about the book. And uh, I want to get into some of the fantastic quotes that I read in the book that really inspired me. Well, until next week, I wish you and your family good health, and it's always so exciting speaking with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. 
you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, that was the amazing, the incredible Nava Atlas. And you can learn more about Nava at theveganatlas.com and literaryladiesguide.com. It's always fabulous to speak with Nava. Well, I think it's time for my recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious, my recipe of the week. Here's a fantastic recipe, peanut butter chocolate mousse, peanut butter chocolate mousse. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. It's especially good for summer because it's nice and creamy and it's chilled and it's so delicious. It makes four to six servings. It's a super creamy, delightful mousse that will please the chocolate and peanut butter fans in your life. And it's so easy to do. Half a cup of non-dairy milk. One block, 14 to 16 ounces of firm or extra firm regular tofu. You want to drain it and cube it. Three heaping tablespoons of smooth peanut butter. One quarter cup vegan powdered sugar. One half cup vegan dark chocolate chips. All you need to do is heat the non-dairy milk in a small saucepan over medium-low heat until it's steaming hot. Put the tofu, peanut butter, and sugar in a blender container. Then add the chocolate chips. You want to make sure to add them to the container in that order. Then you're going to pour the steaming hot non-dairy milk and process until completely smooth. Now, you might want to make sure that you process it just a little bit more than you think you might have to because that's what's going to make it nice and smooth and creamy. That's a great jazzy tip. Then you're just going to spoon it or pipe it into dessert dishes and refrigerate for four hours to 24 hours till it firms up really beautifully. And then you're going to serve it chilled and that's the whole thing. You're going to find that under the season five recipes at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's under season five recipes. Well, speaking of jazzyvegetarian.com, you want to visit there after the program today and you can purchase my cookbooks there. If you do, I'll sign them for you. You can learn more about the television show. Speaking of the television show, uh, season 10 is going to be airing on the Create Network this summer. So you do you want to stay tuned for that. And of course, you want to check your local listings to watch Jazzy Vegetarian locally on your television provider 
as often as possible. So it's jazzyvegetarian.com. Well, in music this week, my favorite guitarist of all time, the amazing, the incredible Joe Beck.
Love you, Joe. Miss you. Boy, that is a fantastic track. Just love that. Of course, that's out on Wayland City Music. And uh, you can go to their website and purchase that CD if you like. Well, as always, this has gone by way too quickly. I want to thank Nava Atlas for joining us today. And I want to thank you for joining me. And I hope you'll join me each and every Wednesday at mindbodyspirit.fm for the Laura Theodore podcast. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The J. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.